With the holiday season approaching, Wolfpack fans might have thought it would be a holly jolly Christmas, when in reality, it's going to be a holy jolly Christmas. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? It's time to get locked in with Locked On. Thanks for making Locked On Wolfpack your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Happy Friday to all. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. And as I mentioned, it's going to be a holy Jolie Christmas for Wolfpack Nation. UConn transfer tight end Justin Jolie commits to NC State on Thursday. Depending on where you get your portal rankings from, he's either the number one or number two rated tight end in the portal. This is a big time weapon for NC State to pick up. It messes with defensive personnel matchups. So, for example, if you come out in, let's say, 12 personnel, so for those of you uh, who don't know, the first number is how many backs are on the field. The second number is how many tight ends there are. So 12 personnel, but your your uh, players in that 12 personnel are Kendrick Raphael, Juice Vereen, and, and uh, Jolie here. You're looking at a situation where you could go empty out of that. You could go empty and put all those guys out in the route and all of them are proficient route runners and, and pass catchers and whatnot. And so, you know, it messes with defenses because you think traditionally 12, 13 personnel, that's big. That's you're thinking, you know, you it's, it's going to be a situation where, well, 12 personnel is more, you know, 50-50 historically. But you could bring in that type of, of situation and you're like, hey, um, we're going to do that, but we're going to spread you out. So now a team could, could have in – their heavy package, if you bring in Delver, Delbert Mims with that 12, you could be thinking, oh, this is the power set. Oh, no, it's not. They're they're trying to, you know, take the top off the defense. So I think that this is a, a very good addition. I mean, although he was quiet against us, he was very loud the rest of the season. The young man, he's a special type of player in terms of the ability to get open, the ability to high point the ball, and he just seems very natural and fluid as a route runner. He just doesn't seem to lose a lot of speed in between breaks and all that. So, you know, I think he'll be a special player for the pack. Jolie's an excellent pass catcher, and he is super dynamic when he gets the ball into his hands. But yeah. something else I want to talk about here, it seems that NC State is starting to shift back into, like, the bigger, able body tight end type build. Of course, Jolie is six foot three. Juco tight end Dante Daniels is six foot six. And something to remember with Robert and I in the past, with uber-athletic, big-body tight ends, he has absolutely hooped in play calling. Does Aronde Gadston from Syracuse ring a bell for anybody? Don't stop there. You got Jelani Woods at UVA oh, as yeah. well. I mean, he's you give him that tight end that can do multiple things and that it can be a special pass catcher, and Robert and I is going to get in that kitchen. He's going to pull out the saison. 
He's going to pull out the garlic powder, the onion powder. He's going to, I'm telling you now, he's going to mince the garlic by hand. You know what I mean? He's going to do what he needs to do in that kitchen. You give him a big, sturdy tight end that can get open, that can stretch the field vertically. Inserting Joe Lee into this offense, you know, Joe Lee is honestly like, he plays like a big wide receiver as well. You talk about a guy like Juice Farine playing like just a big wide receiver. On tape, Joe Lee has the look of that as well because once he gets the ball and gets into open space, he can make anybody miss. Also run you over and knock your teeth in and get to the goal line if he needs to. So Joe Lee is a super athlete and a great addition to this NC State offense. Again, another offensive addition here. We're still waiting on some defensive names to be named, but super excited about what Justin Jolie brings to the table here in 2024 and beyond. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I mean, offensively, having too many weapons is a good problem to have, period. Point blank, period. There's no way around that. Having so many weapons that you got to say to yourself, there's only one ball and we want to get to everybody, that's a good thing. That's a good thing, you know, as opposed to the opposite, which, I mean, let's just be honest, at times seemed to be the case with State this year where it was like, all right, so here's the plan. Get the ball to the Italians, kicking and screaming style, and the Italian game was Kevin Concepcion. It's a weird Concepcion. That is a weird coincidence that Concepcion just happened to be the guy, but that, you know, if, if you ever seen kicking and screaming with Will Ferrell and Mike Dicker, you need to go watch it now if you haven't seen it. But in all seriousness, I mean, that's not the game plan you want. You want a game plan where defense has got to rack their brain and figure out, okay, who's going to get it now? Who who do we – which poison do we pick? That's what you want to do because every single, every single coverage leaves some type of weakness. Doesn't matter what coverage it is. Every single coverage leaves some type of weakness. A weakness. Every single blitz package leaves some type of weakness. The more players that you have that can, as Robert and I says, be relevant when their number is called, the better you can exploit those weaknesses. No disrespect at all to the guys like Christopher Tootle and Trent yeah. Penix, but Justin Jolie, I think, can be far more dynamic than those two at the tight end position, as he is more of a, I guess, traditional, in a sense, tight end. I think that he can really unlock a lot more of this playbook than we even saw this year he has the capability to be an absolute x factor for grayson mccall and the rest of this offense next year i'm expecting very very big things from jolie in 24 and i think he can be super dangerous yeah a thousand percent this is a a special young man this is a, a talent that a talent at the tight end position that i mean as much as i loved watching Trent Penix, and i thought the Trent Penix was very special at the tight end position especially the way his blocking came along at the end. I, oh, my God, just magnifique in terms of his his ability to, you know, kind of great guys away in the running game. But in all seriousness, this is a a situation where we're looking at a year older Juice Marine combined with Jolie. This is this could be something special. It'd be something real special. Up next, we're going to get into Fan Friday, addressing our top comments of the week. Our first sponsor of the day is Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. If you're still in the market for some Pop-Tart Bowl tickets, get over to Game Time. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. 
They're all in prices. Show your total. So you know you're getting a great deal without those hidden fees. And you can buy tickets in only seconds with just a number of taps. GameTime has deals right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. GameTime is simply the place to find your last-minute ticket deals. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. LOCKEDON's Christmas gift to you. $20 off your Pop-Tarts Bowl tickets only on GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L, E-G-E for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Of course, it's Friday, so you know what that means. It's time for Fan Friday, addressing some of our top comments of the week. Here we go. First one here comes from PKC11D. They say, I wonder if the coaching staff feels good about Grayson McCall since Tim Beck coached him this past season. You would think that Beck provided Doran some insight on if he is the type of player that will propel us to an ACC championship level or higher. Kenton, are we about to give some credit to Tim Beck here? Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. There will be no – and and let me say this, okay, because I've seen multiple people saying, oh, Tim Beck, you're, you're pardoned of all crimes committed against the city of Raleigh. <laughs> Absolutely not. No such pardon. Grayson McCall and company have one way one Grayson McCall has one way and one way only to redeem Tim Beck and and give him pardon of his crimes at minimum at absolute minimum if he's a good average just not killing us quarterback and we win an ACC championship that is the the floor for me forgiving Tim Beck now if Grayson McCall goes on to put up Heisman like numbers and we see him in New York at the end of the year and NC State is undefeated, and it's like, oh, my God, are we going to the first ever 12-team playoff? Hold on now. Hold on, player. We may have to issue a formal pardon um, to to Mr. Beck there. We we may have to issue one, but that's the only way. Any other way? Mm. No, sir. No, sir. Yeah, I mean, whether we want to give him any credit or not, you have to imagine he was pretty instrumental in the acquiring of quarterback Grayson McCall here to Raleigh. I'm, I have to imagine that Coach Dorn and Coach Beck probably hopped on the phone very early in this process to discuss the possibilities, what kind of player Grayson McCall is, wondering if the fit would be there here at NC State. Have to imagine all those conversations were had. So maybe we will, maybe we won't. But Tim Beck is the coach at Coastal. That's where Grayson McCall just came from. Feel free to connect your own dots from there on out. Next one here comes from Scott Hester, 1192. They say, should State start an established quarterback with experience or start a four-star quarterback? I, I would imagine the four-star quarterback in question would be freshman Cedric Bailey. So in that instance, I'd say probably an established quarterback 10 out of 10 times. Now, if Cedric Bailey does make it to State, of course, we've all seen the highlight film. He is very talented. Would I feel comfortable with him starting this year? No. Just personally, I'd like to see him in the system for quite some time, get a whole lot of experience before you start talking about something like that. But maybe an interesting way to spin this, I sort of view Grayson McCall as like a four-star portal edition quarterback, if that makes any sense. Because he has a lot of experience. He's shown quite a bit of talent on film. You're getting a guy that's 
been through it all. He's thrown for over 10,000 passing yards. He's got over 100 total touchdowns. That's, there's a lot to be said for the skill and the talent and the experience that Grayson McCall is bringing to the table here. So I would sort of consider him a four-star transfer quarterback, uh, if you will. But Grayson McCall is more than likely going to be QB1 because I can't imagine they bring in a bigger name than McCall at this point in the game here. So, of course, the answer here is established quarterback. State needs to play an established quarterback, and that is Grayson McCall in 2024. You play the best quarterback. Have we learned nothing from last year? Have we learned nothing well, from last who, year? Who turned out to be the best quarterback? But that, see, and that's the problem, <laughs> right? Turned out to be the best quarterback according to what metric, right? So, and here's here's my deal about this. I I said this during the last pod and I stand on this, right? I, I don't, trust me, I try my hardest to stand on business as the kids say today, but there are many areas in life in which I fold, right? Like you think you stand on business saying, oh, I'm going to get most of the cover. And then your old lady turns over and takes most of it and you let it rock, right? I, I got to let that one rock. I'm not going to stand on business there. You think you're standing on business with your mom and you're like, hey, I'm not driving you around just because I'm back home right now. And your mom's like, oh, I'm going to be gone one day. Then you feel sad. Now you got to drive her around to wherever she wants to go. I'm not going to stand on business. But one place that I will stand on business 112 times out of 10 is you play the best guy. If the four-star quarterback comes in and he just cannot miss every single pass that he's throwing, you couldn't hand it to him better, and your established guy is looking a little, then you start him. If your established guy looks poised, look like a leader, he's the one dropping in the bucket, doing all the things the right way and all that, then your freshman looks like a freshman, you go with the four-star. I mean, you go with the fourth-year guy. It doesn't matter what they've done and, and what you expect. I want to know who gives us the best shot to win right now. Who gives us the best shot? Because if I run a clean and fair race and you happen to lose it, oh, well, bro, you just lost it. I don't know what you want from me. I don't believe in promises starting spots. I don't believe in promises snaps. I will promise you the chance to compete. Anything beyond that, what you do with that opportunity to compete is out of my hands, brother. Next one here comes from Impact TV 3954. They're really going in the portal and addressing specific needs. The pieces are coming together for this to be a very explosive and dynamic offense. Watch out if a certain wide receiver enters the portal. I know who that is. Depending on who returns on D and barring injuries, this team will be in the hunt for an ACC championship. So as much as a lot of us have griped about the transfer portal when all this became a new reality, how about now? What do we think about the transfer portal now? Of course, there's there's still some flaws that I think maybe will or maybe will not get worked out in the near future, but NC State is maximizing their transfer portal potential. Absolutely. They're right cooking now. in there. They, they had several needs, and they are going out and getting it done very early in this process, which has been absolutely remarkable to sit here and watch. But the beauty of the portal, as I've said here before, is you can go out and address something you need right now, something you need immediately in order to experience success in that next season. They need an experienced quarterback. They got it. They need size on the offensive line. They're getting it. They needed size at the tight end position. They're getting it. They're about, well, we're going to see what they do for some skill positions over the course of this weekend. Uh, a lot to keep your eyeballs open for there, looking for another red light. The beauty of the transfer portal is just playing out perfectly into the hands of NC State right now. The reality of this thing is very simple. 
if Noah Rogers hops in that portal, because of course that's the receiver he's alluding to here, I'm driving to Columbus my damn stuff. Okay. I right, listen. We're gonna go I, pick him up. Hey, yeah, hop in, loser. We're going wolf packing. Okay. That's that's what this is a reality where you know we're we're seeing some special pickups and all that. And and of course, injuries is always a major part of this team because we saw in 2019, right? It's not like that team would have been god awful had everybody played and whatnot, but it's just Everybody named Mama who wore a red and white jersey that year found themselves out for the year by game six, pretty much. And so um, with that being said, you know, returners on defense, obviously going to play a big part in this thing. And I'll tell you this much. In the same vein as like kind of a, a Jared Verse and those guys coming back if for Florida State and Jared Verse specifically said, I'm coming back to win a national championship. If we get an Aiden White on that same type of, hey, I'm coming back to win the ACC and national championship. If we get a Shaheen battle on that same way, I don't know. I don't, it's tough for me to say, hey, this team is, is you know, not going to be something special. But either way it goes, we we talk about the portal a lot, but we also got to look at, we got some incoming freshmen coming in. That I I have beat the table all offseason about how special uh, Mr. Royal is out of, out of Bama. I'm telling you something. I'm t- if you have ever watched him play, the Wolfpack ain't getting a good one. I think that he's he's if he stays healthy, develops in the way that I think he'll develop, I think he has the opportunity to go down in the pantheon of NC State plays. And I've only said that about one other player since I've been covering the Wolfpack. Grayson, do you want to guess who that one player was? I think or that's is? number 11, isn't it? Yes. That's the only other player that I've seen with my own two eyes in high school is it. Oh, that kid, he's he has a good shot at ending up in the Pantheon. I'll say the same thing about Royal. Um, and, and you know, he's not the only player uh, that is special in this incoming class. So I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see how everything goes down. And, um, you know, this is, this is certainly an offense that is being built through the portal, through recruiting, through player development, through all of it. This is a special offense being built. Many more puzzle pieces still to fall. But like you mentioned here, you have very talented freshmen coming in. You've gone out and eaten in the portal here in the first two weeks. You look ahead at the 2024 schedule, like we've briefly mentioned before. All gas, no breaks. You can't have anything short of great expectations for this team. And this team shouldn't have anything short of great expectations for themselves in terms of, of getting it done this year. And last one here from Matthew Fish 100. Dalen Smothers and Jordan Waters need to be in the red and white. After that, one or two more wideouts, one more tight end. I think this was posted before the commitment of Joe Lee. A nose tackle, three or more secondary pieces. We are off to a hot start, but white and battle coming back would be a shock. And if they both left, we would only have one corner left. Lots of work left in the portal. So yeah, again, to reiterate, there's still many more puzzle pieces to both appear and be and be set in place here. You're probably going to see some opt-outs here in the next couple of weeks. Or maybe you won't. Maybe you'll see guys announcing that they are coming back. That's still, yeah. you know, we're going to have to wait and find out. But in the portal, and again, you talk about Dalen Smothers. Jordan Waters, I don't currently know the status. I know NC State is interested, and it would appear that there's mutual interest there. If that happens, look out. But Dalen Smothers, you and I both, Kenton, are pounding the table. We need Dalen Smothers here expeditiously. We need him here yesterday whatever it takes to get him in raleigh that needs to get done in additional pieces here we kind of touched on it yesterday maybe another wide receiver or two it seems like we're 
shockingly deep now at the wide receiver position as as fate would have it. Need Definitely need another nose tackle position to back up Cleveland next year. And the secondary should probably be addressed as well. And of course, white and battle, like I mentioned, maybe they will opt out. Maybe they won't opt out. Maybe they will return next year. Still going to have to wait and see. Off to a great start in the portal. But as we mentioned yesterday, I think we ain't done yet. Yeah. Yeah, I 1,000% agree. And I'll tell you this much. I, you know, I know that we're the blue-collar school. I know that we're the antithesis of the wine and cheese crowd and all that. But, damn it, make us some coastal elites. Get some Hollywood in this thing, all right? (laughs) Give me some Hollywood smothers immediately. I'll tell you what, that young man is really special. And also, Jordan Waters being viewed as an NC State. I'm shocked by that one. I, I, I was not normally... I get news when it's in the triangle, especially of, hey, Ken, keep your eye on this player, keep your eye on this guy. No no word on this one. And all of a sudden, NC State is not only in play, we're allegedly a favorite for Jordan Waters. I, wow, what a shocker, but I'll tell you this much. This is a situation where if we can get not just one of, but potentially, or one of or both, really, either one, we'll be in a very good position backfield-wise, because I believe Kendrick Raphael has got the goods. I really do. And like I said, you cannot have too many. Jordan Waters is a one-year guy. You're going to have Raphael and Smothers for multiple years going forward after this, even if you do bring in both. So, you know, the reality is I think that this is a a spectacular time to be a Wolfpack fan because, boy, they're cooking right now. The coaches are absolutely cooking on the recruiting track. I've been kind of operating under the idea that it would maybe be Smothers or Waters, but not necessarily both. If we find a way to get both in the red and white, mm-hmm. whoo, whoa, man. I mean, that is like, that's Charlotte or bust. Point yeah. blank, period. No excuses. That is Charlotte, ACC title, or bust. Up next, we're going to round out our Friday episode discussing what NC State basketball must do in order to knock off Tennessee on Saturday night. Our second sponsor of the day is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun you can have winning up to 25 times your money this football and now basketball season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and then place your entry with just a number of taps. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across both football and basketball from the Specials League. This is a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. So, for example, you can choose LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of both three-pointers made and receptions. And if you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players, like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can now find community plays under the Promos tab. These are entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each and every week. And of course, Prize Picks offers the reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So head on over to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Last couple minutes here on Friday discussing NC State basketball's matchup with Tennessee down in San Antonio on Saturday night. 
We're going to keep this one short and sweet. We're going to give you our three things that NC State absolutely must do to give themselves a shot and knocking off the Vols. Number one, you absolutely have to keep Dalton Connect in check. He is such a dynamic point guard for the Vols. He can shoot it. He can get inside. He can yam on you. He can distribute the ball. Jaden Taylor or Casey Morsell, whichever one ends up on Connect all night, get in his pocket. If he can effectively orchestrate their offense, we might be in trouble. Number two, you're going to have to help DJ Burns down low with Jonas Adu. That is a big-time height mismatch. We've talked about the way that that has sort of played out in the past for DJ Burns. Last year in the tournament against Creighton, when DJ Burns is seemingly against a, a significant height difference, he tends to struggle. He gets a little locked up. He can't pass, can't really get a shot off the way he wants to. He looks very bothered up and down the floor. Mo Diara needs to be an X factor in this game. He needs to help as much as possible on the glass, freeing up DJ for shots, contributing his own stuff on the offensive end. Otherwise, again, you might run into a long night down in San Antonio. And and to that extent, I'd say team rebounding is a huge thing in that regard. Oh, right? It, it's oh, but yeah, yeah, that's that's I mean, but that's the reality, right? You can't if you look at what this Vols team does and what makes them special. They really do crash the boards as a team. It is not just, hey, we're going to count on a dude to get all of the rebounds. We're going to count on one or two guys to get all the rebounds. That is a team that, by and large, everybody's crashing the glass. Everybody's making it happen um, via the boards. And so they create those second-chance points, and they're not afraid to kick it out to those open shooters because, obviously, off of offensive rebounds, defenses are scrambling a little bit. So, you know, I, I mean, hey. Grayson and I, we did not coordinate this beforehand, and that's why we run into the problem of both of us having rebounding as one of our top things here. Yeah, Tennessee's going to try and control the tempo from the jump, and if you allow them to do that, even just for the first five minutes, you could very quickly find yourselves in trouble. So NC State needs to be the one that dictates the outcome of this game. Control Mm -hmm. the tempo, and where does that start? On the glass. NC State needs to out-hustle all night Long. I'm talking Dennis Rodman level of hustling for these rebounds. You cannot yeah. afford to give Tennessee second and third and fourth and fifth of their lucky chances to score on either end. NC State has to come out and out physical Tennessee to give themselves a shot. We're also going to have to shoot well, need to clean up our, our foul line troubles. Not sure why that's become a thing and unleash the MJ Rice. We've been waiting to see MJ Rice in a game like this one. He needs to be the X factor on Saturday night. Don't go into war with your rifle tuck. Come on now. But MJ Rice needs to come on out and do his thing, all right? That's a big belief of mine here. That'll do it for us here on Friday. That'll do it for us here for this entire week. Big week for NC State. Big week for this podcast. Thankful for all the eyeballs we got from Wolfpack Nation. Thank you all for the support. Mash that like button. Drop your comments in the comment box. I'll make sure to get to each and every one of those. Mash that subscribe button. Tell your friends, neighbors, cousins, grandmother to hit that subscribe button. We will see you all on Monday or maybe before that if we get a big transfer announcement over the weekend. But until then, go Pack. Go Pack.